welcome everybody to the show at the Caregivers Care Jar podcast. I'm your co-host, Vaughn Foy, the voice brander, and I'm here with my wonderful friend and co-host, Miss Christy. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> and we are uh, delighted to be here. We're so glad you're tuning in because we are the ears and the voice for our fellow caregivers and all of us that have answered the call uh, to care for our loved ones, or even in the service, um, it's in your heart to be as of, of service to be caregivers. And at the time of this recording, we are in the midst of probably, what is this, month eight of Ten, yeah, eight, nine, ten. Eight, like nine, that. ten of, of COVID. <laughs> They're not sure on when it started. <laughs> <laughs> of the official shutdowns uh, in March. And, it, um, you know, it's, it's October as, as the date of this recording. And uh, we have a special, uh, a special session uh, today. And uh, Christy's going to be sharing a lot. The, today's topic is, is uh, caregivers with COVID. What do you do? And uh, we're going to jump right on into here like we always do. And um, uh, Chrissy, this is really going to um, have you really share um, much about this because we wanted to um, bring this topic up because uh, Christy has uh, recently came through having COVID with um, being in her expertise of, um, <laughs> of being a respiratory therapist and she'll share a lot more um, but catching COVID being a caregiver and going through that whole process and things that we need to learn and to know uh, what do you do when you're a caregiver and you're um, avoiding um, for your loved one to you know uh, obtain COVID-19 and then you yourself get it uh, so, Christy, we're go I'm going to release the floor here and kind of share the story and let's uh, walk through some of the things so that we can help our audience here. Yeah, well, good morning, everyone. So, yeah, we'll just start off. We'll jump right in. The best thing, so when COVID first happened, the best thing I can say is my son, Christian, who you guys have met, um, he called and said, okay, what's our plan? you're a respiratory therapist. It's not a matter of when or if, you know, you're, if you're going to get it, it's a matter of when. Mm. And so we sat down a game plan. And so my advice would be is one, we had to determine, okay, how many people live in my household? Right. And we have three. And so we went down if person A gets it, if person B gets it, if person C gets it, who's going to live where, you know, some people share bedrooms, some people share bathrooms. Um, it's airborne, right? So mm. sharing space with other people isn't really an option. And I know that they've, you know, they're trying along the waves as we go, learning how to handle this. And so because of my son's wonderful illness, we, um, we've kind of had a game plan in project. We just kind of had to fine tune it a little bit. And so when I got it, it was, we had, we had it set for if I got it, right? And right, what so. happened with me, I, my house, um, I'm lucky enough that I have bedrooms and bathrooms on both ends of the house. So we kind of were able to separate. Um, and so I was able to confine myself 
to my own living quarters. Mm. And um, yeah, so that worked out for us. And the kitchen area, I wasn't allowed to touch anything that wasn't mine, meaning my own silverware, my own cups, my own plates. Mm. Um, you know, you really have to have everything separate completely separate right I was gonna you add, don't want cross-contamination <laughs> right can actually yeah can you can you share um, um, as you're going into that share share a little bit about the why like you, you mentioned like um, um, uh, with your with your son's illness you all kind of lived to make sure yeah, that there was you know with his you know, low immune system he'd catch anything that we had anyway. Right. Very easily. So your lifestyle was already. We, yeah, we had it in the practice that he already has his own silverware, his own plates, his own cups mm. kind of thing that he uses. Um, and I mean, even his own microwave, right? He has his own, he has his own everything. So, so it wasn't a hard transition for us. It was just a, 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 a slight pivot. Whereas I was like, okay, well, I can get my own, you know, extra. Whoever else in the house gets it, they can have their own paper plates, plastic utensils. That works great. It can be used and thrown away. Um, they were doing that in the hospitals as well. Um, and mm -hmm. so, yeah, we just came up with a plan as to who goes where and who does what. Same with, you know, my daughter's house. Um, her house, it hit her house like the chicken pox, like everybody just got it. <laughs> so they all kind of just slumber partied together um, and rode the wave out, right? And there's no right or wrong way to get through it. It's just a matter of, is, you know, who do you not affect? The what, you know, the healthy ones and the unhealthy, you oh. know, the. the right. hold, hold on, we're going to pause. <laughs> this is good. I'm gonna back. I'm gonna back up, and I'm gonna have Michael start us again. At this okay, point. yeah, and I think if you sit closer, honey. Oh, am I far? When you're far, it's like it's it's more distance. How about but, this? Is this better? Because this is the microphone. No, it's not better. Okay, that's no? okay. No, no, is it better if I'm closer? It is a little bit. A, oh, a little. Oh, so the computers. This is really. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, how is this? Is this any better? It's the same. It's the same. Something is really weird. And okay, one last hold on, hold on. I'm gonna pause the recording. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Michael, uh, so I think the intro and everything is fine. I'm gonna do another intro and then Michael picked the best of the two and merge them together for me. <laughs> All, right, All right, welcome, take two. Music's going, love and hope. Welcome everybody to the Caregiver's Care Jar podcast. My name is Vaughn Foy, the voice brander, and I'm with my wonderful co-host, Miss Christy. Hello, hello, hello. And we are looking forward to uh, sharing with you today. We are the voice and the ears for caregivers. Um, abroad, and we believe that you're answering the call to being the caregiver, and uh, we're here to support uh, 
and we're all in this together. Um, we're all healing together, growing together, and sharing together. Uh, and today, we're looking forward to um, just some really good advice. Um, and the title of our, our, our session today, our episode is, um, I'm a caregiver. I got COVID-19. What do I do? Uh, what do we do when we're a caregiver? We're trying to avoid from our people we're caring for getting it, but what happens when we get COVID-19? And uh, uh, Miss Christie is going to be uh, really spearheading uh, a lot of this today and um, because she had got COVID-19 and was exposed and tested positive. So <clears throat> she's going to share about how, you know, what we can do and how we can plan and just things to look out for and to make a plan for this. So, so Christy, I'm going to uh, first ask, um, you know, share, uh, we know from previous episodes about, <clears throat> you know, you uh, your son is, you know, highly susceptible to not only COVID-19, but all kinds of different illnesses and right. all through, you know, all throughout life. It's basically your, your lifestyle and your household has always been um, avoiding any kind of contamination or, or getting. Right. Um, so uh, when it comes up getting COVID-19, uh, it's like, wait a minute, you know, um, uh, you know what are we, what are we going to do so kind of share with us how how they came about and what what kind of uh, game plan to help us prepare um uh if for unfor an unfortunate case that we uh, obtain it as well yeah no problem yeah we have another flu season hit coming about so mm -hmm. it's just good timing to jump in there and and share on how to get through the winter months right yes. with covid-19 and so I would say the first thing is my older son, he called and said, Hey mom, <laughs> you know, we know you're a respiratory therapist and um, it's not a matter of if you're going to get it. It's a matter of when, mm -hmm. because you are, you're in there daily with these people um, trying to help them get better. And so, you know, it'd be silly to assume that you won't get it. We'll hope mm -hmm. for the best, but in our house, we always plan for the worst. Right. <laughs> and so, what we did is if we didn't have to make a, a hard shift, as I call it, um, mm. just a, a slight pivot for our household. Because, yes, like you said, um, Chris has such a low immune system that he is susceptible to any germs and viruses. So in our very immediate household, we've definitely had he kind of stays quarantined kind of mm. in a way. <laughs> so it was a little easier, um, you know, to plan for what goes on in my household. Gotcha. Uh, and uh, I can jump into that. So let's see for me, what we did is we came up with a plan. There's three people in our house. And so we went through, you know, what if person A gets it, person B gets it, person C gets it. Mm. Um, person C being Christopher, right? My son. Mm. And, um, you know, I am very fortunate enough that I have enough bedrooms and bathrooms in my house that my bedroom and bathroom is on the other end of the house. And the other people that live in my house are on the other end of the house and they do share a bathroom. So we thought, okay, we'll just make some adjustments 
as we need them. Gotcha. So for me, when I became positive, it it wasn't that hard of moving people out of bedrooms and bathrooms. Gotcha. We, I was able to just stay where I was. Mm. And of course, I stay quarantined into my room because social distancing also gets to be a challenge in the house if you have, you know, a bunch of people in the house. Mm. And um, and if they're all testing positive at different times and, and things of that nature. Gotcha. So... So if you're, yeah, when you're, and if you're positive, and so immediately, and, oh. of course, when I became positive, then we, there were still plenty of testing sites. So we were able to call and, and get the rest of the family in. And we all three actually tested again, um, just to make sure, right? We wanted mm -hmm. to know where we stood a week later, you know, from the last week that I tested or 10 days or whatever the difference was. And so what what I did was I stayed in my room, in my living quarters, and thank goodness for, you know, texting and <laughs> phone calls and what have you, um, because if I needed to be in the kitchen to go get myself something, um, I tried to stay out of there as much as possible. I wasn't really hungry, so I wasn't like eating big meals or cooking big meals or any of that thing. I kind of was on a finger foods kind of mm. You know, with my gastroparesis, there's not much I can mm. be in there eating. So, um, you know, meal prepping is definitely a good idea for those that, you know, whatever works for you guys. Um, gotcha. There's no right or wrong answer for that. Um, but for me, it was just, you know, making a shake kind of thing and um, or just picking something simple, banana or whatever. So when I came into the kitchen, I had my own everything. And mm. the way our house is already set up, my son already has his own everything because he has, he doesn't share silverware or plates or anything like that. To avoid cups, any kind of... Any of, of that anyway. Yeah. So it was just, like I said, that was a small pivot, right? Because then it was like, okay, well, we already know how to do that. We do that with him. Now we're going to do that with me as well, too. So... I used a lot. I had my own um, dishes, silverware, and mostly paper plates, right? Because those you use and just throw away. And then you're not washing yucky dishes, you know, contaminated dishes with the other dishes, that kind of thing. Gotcha. That works best. Um, and so <coughs> we did that. My son has his own microwave, so I didn't have to worry about, you know, if I use the microwave to wipe it down. Mm. Um, however, when I was finished in the kitchen, I would wipe everything down with those wonderful Clorox wipes that everyone still waits for them to get stocked to get. at Costco, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like heaven if you show up at 10 a.m. and they've got wipes, right? <laughs> so, yeah, it's just wiping and disinfecting everything down when I'm in there and um, leaving the area clean, gotcha. right? sterilized and um yeah everything, then they would wait for a period is that like everything like you touch and everything that you um you know utilize drawers everything you just surface it would for me hmm. it was more than everything i touched i mm -hmm. would just go in like because you know you have your counters mostly all the little handles on all the 
doors and knobs, the refrigerator doorknob. Right. Um, we have a pantry, the pantry, like everything doorknobs, the faucet. But then for me, just because this is, it's had to be this way in my house since birth of my child 29 sure. years ago. Right. I, I wipe everything down. Everything gets a sterile wiping down. Um, all the counters, the stove, the, the everything, everything, everything. Right. And um, yeah. And then we'd wait for a, a, a period of time. And then mm. if, you know, person B needed to come in the house mm -hmm. or come into the kitchen or my son, um, it was just a lot of communication. And so, my son doesn't sterilize as great being blind. So then, of course, person mm -hmm. B comes in and they're sterilizing after me again. Because, again, we did not want anything spread to person B or C. Right. Yeah. So, oh, that's good. Hmm. So he would come in. He would wipe everything down for himself and my son. And, um, yeah, then he could go yeah. about his day, you know, do whatever it is that he needed to do gotcha. and depending on how sick you are i know i got pretty sick a lot of the days so some of those days i wasn't even coming into the kitchen but as i got better those were the things that we needed to do and again if you have to share a bathroom mm -hmm. you're going to want to do kind of the same thing if i had to get up and go to the bathroom everything would have needed to be wiped down i had my own bathroom so daily even though i was the only one using it i was Right. wiping it down because again i'm like i don't want to i don't know we still don't know how everything works and runs its course so back then i was like i don't want to keep catching it so right. i'm gonna just keep wiping everything down and killing the germs as i go you know best i can so it's it's learning it's a learning process so yeah wow and that, no that's that's great um how so then how do we plan for some of the caregivers that may be like solo caregivers? You know, you're caring for your parent. Um, your parent lives by themselves. You're the one that goes over there um, that cares for them. Um, and somehow, you know, you have it. Um, then we have to kind of plan for that if, you know, right. what is the game plan? So do I have someone else or do I hire, look at hiring somebody and having someone on standby or... Um, you know. Right. Well, I know for our household, and I can, I can, I can say for our household, we plan for it. Like you know, you we plan for earthquakes, we plan for fire exits. You know, mm. so I'm like, this is another pretty big disaster we don't want to happen. So let's have a plan. Right. And again, like say for our house, it was there's three individuals. If this person gets it, here's the plan. If this person gets it, okay, now someone has to move out of the house right. kind of deal, right? Right, right? And we are, you know, in our household, yes, we are the caregivers for one person. So we kind of had two, right? We had a plan, that, options, okay, well, right? if you can't do it, then I can right. kind of thing, right? And then if our whole household gets it, where does Chris go? What do we do? You know, that kind of thing. Right. Um, and especially for Chris, you know, again, in his normal care, he's a DNR. So, okay, what's that gonna look like? How's that gonna work? You know, because they're not letting people in the hospital kind of thing, right? So we get right. to have those conversations that are a little uncomfortable, but they're very necessary because right. nobody wants to be making the decisions in the moment when we need them, right? Right. Um, 
And then of course, something like your situation where you have caregivers that come in and you have right. multiple, right? then you have a different game plan, right? right. Yeah. And we'll you know, to... are we, you know, how are we, are we checking temperatures for the nurses coming, you know, the nurses coming in, are they wearing masks? You know, who's in the house when they're in the house kind of thing. Right. How much exposure do we want to be exposed to, really? Right. And also the thought came to, you know, I do have multiple caregivers. And are they caregiving also for other? Um, are they caregiving for others? So how many, you know, because that increases their exposure. They may be caregiving for me and two other clients exactly um and so yeah like you said you know those protocols of you know wearing your mask um at all times gloves um i mean yeah even the stores these days that you know or the doctor's offices they have your checklist have you had a fever in you know mm -hmm. the last 24 hours have you you know those are just some guidelines maybe you want to have you know there's if there's a daily log for your caregivers make that part of their daily log Gotcha. That they Answer check off these questions, you know, I mean, and we're just trying to minimize as best we can. Right. 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 And so, you know, say one of your caregivers gets ill. Right. What's your game plan? Right. You know, Placement. who do we call? Mm -hmm. Is it an agency that we call and say, okay, can you send another person? Or mm -hmm. is it something like, okay, I need to have a backup, you know, right. where, where and what and how and who, you yeah. know, because it could be so simple as, you know, just like in my circumstance, I know how to take care of my son, but what if the other person living in my house, what if someone in your house, right. Ill, you know, right. they need somewhere to sleep, right? And right. Somewhere to go. So it's just having a plan and it doesn't have to be a hard plan. Right. 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 Just and think about it. More than likely the people that are healthy should probably be the ones probably to go somewhere else. Cause you don't want to go into someone else's house. Right. Right. That was our plan for us. If you're healthy, you might have to leave. Gotcha. And, you know, people mm. are still having to, but I have a job. And, but, you know, okay, yeah. thank you. And we got to make it convenient and do what works. And I would say for us, the social distancing was probably the hardest practice because it wasn't a practice, right? Mm. And so um, even though we clean like crazy, but staying away. It was the, wait a minute, wait a minute, you know, right. don't, don't come out yet. And so the healthy people were getting like, oh, will you right. hurry up in there? <laughs> right, right. Don't hurry come until. So then I can go in there because you have to have scheduled meals, right? Kind of, mm, kind of, yeah. sort of. Yeah, you're, you have lunch A, you have lunchtime B and lunchtime right. C. And thankfully for me, I didn't have big meals, so I would maybe be in there, you know, just a few minutes. But again, the, the fact of, okay, I, now I got to give it time to go right. away, right? right? And again, as we're learning, there's no right or wrong. It's just what we did for our house because we weren't sure, right? And I was sure. like, well, nope, whatever. Yeah. And so we would leave a time period, you know, in between and then you know, person B would come in, sterilize everything down. Okay. And yeah. left the windows open a lot, but you know, it was over. During summertime. It was during the summertime. So <laughs> we were able to do that or out the house and stuff. Well, yeah, well, this is really important. I think the, the main theme, uh, and even when we were talking about bringing this, um, 
just to, to, to our audience is because it is, you know, I mean, like immediately here in California, I mean, it's like, it's like cool already. Like fall is like set in. It was summer into fall for a little bit. Yeah, like, we're having a cooling down week. I yeah. think it'll be hotter again next week, but still. Yeah, it's that hot. It's that, um, I call it the California hot and cold fall. It's summer during yeah. the day and winter during the night. And I think a lot of people, at least, I know they say that it, it doesn't matter if you're hot and cold, but it gets you sick. And I said, but for me, if I get cold and I don't have my hat on, I get sick. Um, so I always have my hat on. And, um, and I think, you know, uh, here in California, it, as the weather's changing, and you know, we're talking about flu season. Yeah, there's going to be another, I think, a major wave of, um, of COVID-19. And this is really important to just have a game plan. Um, if nothing else, uh, what fits for you, for your household. Um, and I like what you said, like if there's the healthy people you know, you can have the, the one that's um, ill quarantine, uh, or if it's just one or two of you, you may want the health because they're going back and forth to work and they have to answer questions. Because I know when I go to my, um, like even uh, serving at our church facility, every day we have to um, sign and check off, have you been around someone that's, you know, had COVID in the last 14 days? Have you had symptoms? Right. You know, the, yeah, there is that checkoff list, which is important to make sure. So if I did, and they're take, taking temperatures when you're entering in um, to make sure that you don't have a fever. So uh, because we don't know for sure, and there's so many, um, what do you call it, asymptomatic people. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are positive and don't know it. Yeah, so. and, and, um, and we've really, really got to uh, not get comfortable or lackadaisical with. Um, right. And flu season's coming, so some people might just get the flu, right? Right, right. And not even be COVID positive, but, you know, it's, it's something to think about. It's something mm -hmm. to consider. It's definitely worth having the plan. Yeah, no, that's good. Because colds are going to come. Colds are going to come anyway. Flu is going to come anyway, um, period. And so just being sick, and now with the, with the pandemic and the scare of, right of covid any sniffle or cough everybody's like what do you you know everything it's automatic default yeah. to covid you know and uh, forget all the other hundreds of other regular cold and illnesses and, and germs that float around all germs. day every day yeah right um, um so yeah just being heightened um and aware of that so this is really good so game plan kind of coming from this have a game plan go yeah. through the scenarios of who's in your household who or who's not in your household right um, what backup as far as for especially for your person you're caring for now there's a whole nother thing if your person you're caring for gets it um, um and if you're a caregiver that goes to multiple people like um uh, one of my new hires for my mom you know uh, one of the first things she said is like you know how many i don't want to be in a place where there's a on a big number of multiple people coming in because for my patients or my clients, right. I don't want to ex increase exposure. And I, and I really appreciated that. It's like um, that she was sensitive to that. Um, oh yeah. You got to be very mindful of your in and out, mm -hmm. you know, even, even just speaking with my son. Cause I know, you know, here there's, you know, he does um, um, classes and things like that. And I was like, honey, 
It's that time of year again, and I know they're starting to open things back up right. for now, and you still get to be extremely mindful, even more so now, because you're not right. just staying at home all day. You're, you actually are going out into mm. public around people. Right. You yourself can get it, and you get to be very, very cautious and careful. Right. Right, and the same like um, uh, in our situation where my wife – you know, cares for her parents. Um, and so, and, and they're very susceptible as well. So my son, you know, we don't want any kind of, my son's not going to school, it's still online, but still, if I have caregivers coming into our home and then they're, and if something is here, then I not only have to be mindful of um, my mom and our immediate household, I have to be mindful that stuff is of the next household. going to the right. now, next household and vice versa. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's um, definitely having the plan, and this brings up a a great awareness. Um, yeah, so. and because there are so many families out there that have different scenarios. I mean, you mm -hmm. and I have so different of a scenario. Right. You know, same thing. Even when I go to my daughter's house and have the grandkids with the same syndrome, you mm -hmm. know, I've got to ask, "Have you been around?" I had, you know. Mm -hmm. She has a salon, so, you know, it's mm -hmm. been open, not open, back and forth. So as the months have gone by, it's okay. Right. We want to spend some time together, but who have you been around the last two exactly. weeks, you know, kind of thing, you know? Exactly. So we we have to get very creative. Right, right. Be aware. <laughs> thing, the 95-year-old grandmother, she's sitting at home going, when's anybody going to have time to come visit me, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> right, And yeah. so... Hmm. Yeah, it gets to be very creative. And so, yeah, I just thought it was a, a very important topic to talk yeah. about as a caregiver because, yes, one, we as a caregiver, it's very possible that we are going into multiple different households. Right. And I love that your caregiver was very mindful of, hey, who are you got coming in and out of your house because I go to other houses. Right. Very responsible. I appreciate very, very, her. Very, very, very responsible. Yeah. Um, um, and, and I'll say, and, I'll, and, I, and I could say to this point, um, where, um, and that's a, probably our next episode, we need to talk about, um, <laughs> we need to talk about uh, how to, how to hire, when to hire, and, and when to also let go. Uh, because I have one, one of my mom's caregiver that was not very mindful and was, um, um, had gotten even another job at another place that I didn't know about or was aware of. And I thought that, yeah. you know, you know, she was the sole um, person here. And when I, when I finally discovered that she was just like, well, wait a minute, that brings a whole nother. And then, um, you know, and bring up the awareness, like, well, then definitely make sure you wear a mask. Um, um, yeah, you've been here for a long time, but we had to wear mask gloves and because I don't know where you've been and what you've been right. exposed to. Right. Um, and so be mindful of that. So, yeah, it, that, so when, when the new interview was like, well, wait, before we even talk about hiring me, I don't want to be in a, you know, a whole bunch of people. What kind of situation you're going to put me in? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and I really appreciate it. And that made me think too, it's like, okay, even in scheduling, it's like, um, I'd rather book caregivers to be on, um, a low number of caregivers covering a wide range of shifts rather than, you know, several people filling in little gaps and holes in their different, because right. that's more right. management of, 
who's coming from where, where have you been? And, uh, and then you really, you know, that's, that's, that's just a lot more management. So now uh, as, as uh, the, as the, uh, what do you want to say, as the shifts have been opened, now it's like rethinking of how those shifts are covered. I'd rather have one person cover a whole long shift if they're willing, rather than having three different people come in to a shift. Right. And we have to be mindful of that. Um, just be, uh, again, it's all about exposure and limiting. And right. And communication is key. I mean, mm -hmm. I know people are, you know, we're months into COVID now and, you know, people are like, really, we're still having these conversations, but it's so vitally important. Mm. Um, and they're hard questions. I mean, you know, like say, even when family wants to get together, you're like, who you been around the last two weeks? Some of them are giving us some attitude, you know, right. and I'm like, sorry. Right. We, our families, you know, our household has had, I won't say our family, me. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we don't want that to happen again. It puts us at an inconvenience. So right. <clears throat> yeah, you do kind of get the, some will give you the eye yeah. roll and you know, all that good stuff. And it's okay because Right. You're welcome on keeping us all healthy. Exactly. <laughs> it's kind of been my mindset. Right. But again, just, you know, it's the lifestyle we've lived with my son for quite a long time. Right. So again, it was a it was a a small pivot for us. But I know mm -hmm. for others it's a hard shift. And Major. then it's a practice, right? right. As right. you get through it. Because if you're you know, we've been practicing this for several months now. So some of this has become a learned behavior, right? Wearing right. our masks and right. washing our hands and all this good stuff um, becomes, you know, now a new lifestyle, new way of life. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we're coming into the big waves, the months right. where the germs like to multiply. So, yeah. and the viruses like to have big parties. And so... <laughs> <laughs> And that's, it's really good to know because, you know, um, just like what you're saying, um, you know, uh, we, we can get, okay, I'm tired of, uh, you know, I'm tired of being away from people or, you know, some people, um, you know, where there's different restaurants are opening or different gathering places are opening, churches are opening, um, right. um, uh, other places have always been open, but, you know, people are wanting to, you know, they're starting to have small gatherings. Um, yes, everybody's wearing masks, but at the same time, other people are going all out and just having, you know, parties behind, you know, closed doors, so to speak. And, right. um, and just because their natural human desire to gather, it's like, okay, I'm tired of being cooped up, especially if they're extroverts, especially if they're people, you know, persons. It's like, I just want to hug right. somebody. Um, and I think over this time, there's some that have like, okay, I can't take this anymore. I can't take this mask anymore. I can't take, um, but at the same time, it's like, but okay, we're not done. Um, we're right. not, we're not through this period. And I, I understand individually where, you know, we get tired of this um, and we feel like we are, um, it's going against our natural thing, but it's like, but you know, if you get sick and if you have family members or friends that are have died and there's been hundreds of thousands of people that have died um close to us and um or someone that we know and um and to be sensitive with that regardless of how we feel we really have to just continue to be mindful and adjust and um and not to be uh ignorant of this next wave that's coming 
because it is going to be a wave. Like you said, it's, it's, it's flu season, it's germ season. Flu season comes every year, just it, like Christmas. So. And, we, you know, and we got used to all <laughs> the other flus. We be mindful and, and have a plan, right? <laughs> yeah, we have, definitely. like I said, we have plans for earthquakes and natural disasters. <laughs> yeah. This, this was a pretty big upset in our house. I mean, it was a big shift. Mm. I mean, I, I say big. And it, it was inconvenience for sure. Right. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, our biggest joke was, man, don't make me put that tent up in the backyard because I will, <laughs> you know, and you just have to be out there, you know, <laughs> because we really do just want to social distance and quarantine each other. And it's hard to do in a house. And the smaller your house, the harder it is. Right. 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 Yeah. Or it, the born number of people that you have, it's, um, it's harder. And the interaction, especially if you, you know, it requires, you know, um, touching, handling, or, you know, you know. Right, because have... in my circumstance, I was one person in the house, right? Mm -hmm. And the other two stayed healthy. Mm -hmm. However, I have family, other households in my family that the entire house, wow. right? So, wow. and then as people are getting better and, you know, worse kind of thing, so... It gets to be complicated and communication is the key. Communication is the key. How are you today? Is it a better day, a worse day? You know, those mm. kinds of things, those kinds of questions. Mm. And yeah, mm. stock up on your paper plates, your cutlery, your, you know, make sure you got plastic cups and napkins and all that good stuff because, That's... you know, we don't plan to get it, but you don't want to yeah. be sick and then be like, well, you know. Yeah. Now, it, now I have it, and you can't go to the grocery store once you have it, right? Someone right. For you, so yeah, because don't yeah. wait until then. Have it ready. Yeah, and you're not. Don't even think about that. It's like because once you get it, like you cannot go. And if you're the one that always gone, you gotta. If look you're at the it. one that's always doing the grocery shopping and going out into the public and coming back home. Right. That's what I'm saying. You got to have a plan. Yeah, because you can't do that anymore. <laughs> you it, can't do it, that. it becomes a different practice. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you, you get a lot of uh, um, DoorDash and um, Instacart deliveries. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, because you want to, you don't, one, you don't want to contaminate anybody else. No. In the public and, uh, or you, you can't. Interesting. Yeah. That's uh this is really good. Well, this is good things to think about. Um, not only to think about, but to put action to, to make a plan. Yeah, just have a plan. And, yeah. and, and on top of that, I will say, just because I'm an experiential person of it, I am very lucky to have still been employed, right? Mm -hmm. And know your insurance policies. Like, call your benefits line. And when does your short-term kick in when does your long-term kick in is there mm. workers compensation do you get for that like really know your money plan around getting COVID. right right because if you can't work um yeah you got to know what, what what you're covered with or not covered with and yeah and where does things begin and end for you financially and are you financially prepared right to get COVID through christmas <laughs> right because people are gonna want christmas gifts right yeah and it's gonna be an interesting christmas this year <laughs> yeah so you know just be mindful and and know where you're gonna be pulling things from you know again have a plan just like 
with any other natural disaster. You know, what's, mm. what's my game plan financially? What's my game plan social distancing? What's my game plan for each person in my home? Not just me, not just the person that, you know, needs to be taken care of. Right. Because there's other people that live in the house. Wow. So it's vital. Mm. Now, what about when, um, if not hospital, you know, say the person you're getting, uh, you're caring for obtains it and, and you're a caregiver, whether you're a sole caregiver to them or you're in multi, you know, caregiving um, service, is it caring for them and then just making sure that you wash and, you know, sanitize and everything um, as a solo? You're going to want to, yeah, you're going to want to keep supplies, sterilization supplies and just, I mean, in our house, it's a daily. I know that's excessive. Right. However, I mean, and no one in our house even has COVID right now. But mm -hmm. for us, that's our routine. It's had to always be that way. Right. So, and one of the main, let me share this because it's important. And yeah, mm -hmm. if you go out, if you're the person that gets to go out in public for mm -hmm. the day to do the grocery shopping, whatever that is. The moment that person comes home, even if it's my son and he goes to, you know, his um, gathering event that he goes to his mm -hmm. meeting or whatever, and he comes back, the moment they hit the garage, their clothes come off. Mm -hmm. If my granddaughter and the grandkids come over the minute, because, you know, of course the garage door, the big garage door outside is closed, but the minute they're in the garage before they enter the house, clothes come off mm. because you've been exposed to stuff outside. Mm. And so when you come in, you get clothes. to take your clothes off and then you have a set of, we have clothes ready. House, right, your house into. clothes. Right. House clothes, I call it. Take off mm -hmm. your clothes, put on your house clothes. Right. And we immediately throw those, they go immediately from there to the washing machine. Like I don't bring them in the house and they sit, none of that. It's immediate. Right. And we wash that's again something that has it's been a tradition in our that's home good. no that's <laughs> and so that's good. you just have to be mindful because you've been out right your hands have been all over you know public aisles and you're brushing up against things you're not sure inside my car if i'm the one going grocery shopping and you know mm. um we have wipes in the car we mm -hmm. get in the car, I wipe my hands all the way up to my elbows, right. wipe my steering wheel, my gear yeah. shift, my handles to the, you know, opening and closing the doors. Right. Windows, your radio, all of that stuff. Everything that, you touch. that I touch. Right. It's a practice mm. and it's frustrating. But I like I say I've been doing it for quite a long time. So there's things that were a small you know, shift, right. whereas not a hard here you go. This is your new lifestyle. You know, I was able to pivot. Right. But That's yeah, good. those are all been things that have helped us keep the other two safe from getting it. And yeah, undressing at the door, those kinds of things. And That's good. Yeah. That's good stuff. So. Okay. Well, this is. Fun facts. Really, really through Christmas. <laughs> really, really good. Yeah. Well, you know, I think this is appropriate as we're jumping in, and uh, I know in a couple more episodes we're going to have some people on um, to share their different um, 
just so that we can help and walk through and we'll keep updates. If you all, audience, if you have questions, you know, please um, email us or um, if you have thoughts or even um, ideas and suggestions on what you've done uh, um, when you have it. We'd love to hear your stories on our websites, caregiverscarejar.com. Um, we'd love to get your feedback and your stories. Um, please share and subscribe to the podcast. Um, um, we're on all the platforms and share with another caregiver. We want to be the resource center and the hub for, for all those in this, in this space, in this audience. And we appreciate our community um, that answer the call. And um, we're all healing together. We're all healing Yay. together. <laughs> all right. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. Uh, Miss Christy, unless there was anything else that we. You had. know, there is a golden nugget that I thought about and I know we're here in California, but I know in, um, you know, I'm thinking of Michigan specifically. Mm. I know that they're opening up facilities mm. um, where if, you know, you're in your home and you get COVID and you want to go somewhere to Quarantine. reside through your COVID. They, I do know those are now starting to exist. Wow. Um, yeah. I have a friend opening a, a community to, help families with that, get through that. Mm. So call into your community, call and see where you can find. Um, I'm not sure what's happening here in California. It's something that I get to look into. Right. right. Um, Cause yeah, I do know that it's happening in Michigan and it would be nice to know what other States provide that type of um, yeah. facility where if you have it, you know, you get to go into those kind of facilities where it's. Yeah they're trying to keep it more contained so to recover from that's really yeah good. it's um, like a recovery house basically mm -hmm. yeah and obviously yeah. if you need a hospital they'll make sure you get to one but that's... just that way to keep houses safe and families safe and and people that you care for they can recover safe yeah. Because I also know in the hospital world, you know, they're releasing people home going, okay, they still, you know, are asymptomatic. They might still be on oxygen or, you know, what mm -hmm. have you, but we need the space in the room. So we need to send you home kind of right. thing. Right. And then there's that it's the middle. It's not the hospital. It's not your home, but it's this home, right. the recovery home. Right. So those are starting to pop up. And I know for, for a fact, I have a, a loved one, um, starting that up in, uh, Michigan. Michigan and so look into that be mindful that that's coming yeah and please and if anyone in on the listening audience um please send us uh if if the you know of those in your area um uh, I don't know that there may be a lot to post on our web page but we need to at least um this is good to at least let people know that check into you know to see if your area has that um it's just another part of it another part of it yeah great point all right. Well, thank you all for um, listening. And uh, Miss Christy, thank you for sharing um, and the story and the tips and your experience um, of all the testing and things like that. It's like, wow. Um, well, everybody, please uh, stay safe. And we pray that um, all is uh, well in your, in your homes and your household and in the people that you serve. Um, until next time, we will see you on the Caregiver's Care Jar. Uh, signing off until next time. All right. Thanks, everybody. Take Bye. care. Bye.